listening to The Authenticity Show, where you get to eavesdrop on great conversations about health, creativity, and the quest for excellence. Your hosts are Carlos Casados and Sash Purcell. Before we get started, I'd like to remind you to subscribe to The Authenticity Show wherever you get your podcasts, if you haven't already done so, and find us on social media. That means like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and check out our YouTube page. And you can find our website at AuthenticityShow.com. This episode is part one of a series on cognitive strategies, and it's about nootropics. Nootropics, sometimes referred to as smart drugs, are herbs, supplements, or pharmaceuticals that improve cognitive functions, particularly executive functions, memory, creativity, and motivation. In this introduction to nootropics, Carlos and Satch will discuss some of the more common, safe, and inexpensive nootropics that are readily available. One final note here, we are not physicians, and this episode should not be taken as medical advice. We are simply sharing personal experiences. Always consult a physician or medical professional before taking any supplements. Good evening, Satch. Good evening, Carlos. So I hear through the grapevine of my mind that we were going to talk about nootropics this evening. That's right. Nootropics. It's kind of a hot topic these days, but but it's not hot enough. And it's not a hot pocket like we've said in the past. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to get into this topic. This is something that uh, I think people that tune into this show are going to find very, very (laughs) interesting and actually very usable probably right away. Yeah. Because um, for many, the the topic of nootropics is, uh, it's a bit um, overwhelming because there's a lot to know, first of all. And I think people get overwhelmed by not only just the sheer amount of possibilities for what, what's out there, um, but how much to take and, you know, mm. whether or not this is going to have a cross interactions with other things are doing and stuff like that. So I'm hoping that what we can focus on is the, is the way to make the, the pursuit of exploring it simple not complicated. So this isn't one of those things for people who are old hat. This is, this is for people who really want to get started and learn about it. Yeah, and and try some practical things and see what works for them mm-hmm. uh, and not be bombarded with too much information. And this is a topic you really know quite a bit about. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had some great conversations about this. Um, I kind of go to you for the, new, the nootropic stuff. And I just kind of, you know, rely on that. And then I've tried a lot of it. And um, these are things I rely on quite regularly. Um, some of it I've, I've explored on my own and we've mm-hmm. had some conversations about. And um, <clears throat> I like to mix a lot of Chinese herbs with those kinds of things. And also just think about some regular everyday types of things that might be easy to overlook. So we'll talk about those. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, of course, it, it should go without saying, um, none of what we're talking about is a recommendation, a prescription, or any kind of, uh, should be construed at all as medical advice. It really isn't. Uh, right, none right. of these things are meant to be taken as cures or, or, or even to suggest that you should do it. It's, it's really um, up to the individual to make those decisions for themselves as informed adults. And of course, as with anything that you're putting into your body, you should do your own research. You should um, uh, not only um, do what you can to, to figure out what all the safety precautions are, dosage levels, and so forth, uh, but assuring that you're getting 
you know, a good clean source with maybe third-party testing. Um, and then even on top of that, maybe uh, consulting a, a medical professional if you have any doubts whatsoever. Yeah. And, and you know, the other thing I want to I add is anybody who decides to um, get into this topic, remember, we're, we're having people eavesdrop on our conversation. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it leads to uh, new explorations and avenues for people. Discoveries. If you are going to do something like this, um, also be smart about it. Go easy in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Take a lot less than you need to and try it out because um, I do. <laughs> yeah. If I try something new, I, I, I go real easy. And there have been times when I've been real thankful I did. No results is better than bad results. Always. Definitely. Definitely. You just treat it like chili peppers, right? Yeah. You don't know how, how it's going to be on the toilet the next day. So go easy. And then if Indeed. it works out the next time, have, have two, you know? And yeah. So let's, let's get into the topic. Um, I think the first obvious question that people are going to have is what are these things? So let's yes. kind of, let's, let's get that out of the way and then we can dive into it. Absolutely. So neotropics, N-O-O-T-R-O-P-I-C-S. These are considered substances that have an effect on your cognition. They're things that can particularly affect um, memory, short-term and long-term, uh, your ability to focus on the task at hand, um, you know, improving the speed of, of um, your mental processing. Uh, sometimes people... Uh, who get a little stuck on their speech when they uh, use certain nootropics, they'll find that speech is kind of like freed up a little bit, like the the patterns of speech within are are, are loosened and they're able to speak more easily mm-hmm. and communicate more. Mm-hmm. Uh, also creativity, like people who are into problem solving or generating imaginative um, out of the box ideas will get a lot from from you know, nootropic support. Uh, I don't know about you, but you know, I saw the movie Limitless. Yes, absolutely. And it just sparked every bit of, you know, my childhood desire for magic potions to make uh-huh. me have superpowers, you know? Right, right, right. Great right. film. And and remember the, 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 for those who haven't seen it, the story was about a very average Joe who was stuck. Maybe you could call him, I don't know, an ADHD kind of person who was just sort of not really performing at a, at a level he could. He was trying to write a book and he was stuck in that and he was having a hard time with his family and his girlfriend. And then uh, he finds out about this uh, experimental pharmaceutical mm-hmm. and he takes that pharmaceutical and boom, he writes this book like overnight and he becomes, you know, several times smarter than he normally is and, and then it wears off. And he wants more of it. Yeah. And it gets more and more complicated. And it's a great story. Great story. And it was um, a good series too. Yeah, they made a series yeah, made a out series, of it too. Yeah, series, which I really enjoyed. I was so bummed it got canceled. And I think, um, in, I think the model for that limitless drug, like what they were using to, mm-hmm. to use as a creative stimulus for the idea, mm-hmm. I think it was um, modafinil or adrafinil, um, okay. which modafinil sometimes people call new vigil. Right, yeah. and people use that for things like ADHD and mm-hmm. and for uh, staying up late yeah. when they when they have to, like um, truck drivers and yeah, pilots. Pilots, and um, I know that they use um, things like Provigil, which is you know kind of the, yep. the the earlier version. You know, for for people that have like narcolepsy, things like yep. that fall asleep. You know, so it it does boost attention, concentration, these kinds of things. And you can fall asleep on it. That's the thing about mm. you know modafinil and adrafinil is that. Even though it will make you not feel like you need to sleep, 
all of a sudden mm-hmm. the sun's rising. You're like, mm-hmm. hmm, I'm fine. Uh, if you intended to go to sleep, you can't. Because mm. you, you can sort of, it's a bit like some people experience on tea. Okay. You know, they, they can take theanine or tea and it can, they can be very alert. Or they can say, you know, it's time for bed and lay down, do some breathing, and then they're asleep. Yeah. Um, that's not true for everyone. Some people drink tea and they cannot sleep. Mm-hmm. But, but more often than not, they f- find that uh, with adrafinil and things like that, that people, when they want to go to sleep, they can. Yeah. So Carlos, what, what, um, let's, let's start with, um, maybe one of your favorite beginners, uh, nootropics that somebody could, could, could try. Tell me about it. Sure. And and before I do, I just want to say that the things that I've picked for this episode are things that I know have a, um, they're easier to attain, not so expensive, work well in combination Mm -hmm. with the other things I'm going to recommend and they're safe. I say relatively safe, meaning there's yeah. low abuse potential, very low in, uh, si- uh, negative side effects. Mm-hmm. And most of these things are are supplemental and you can take them more long-term, like um, having a good source of magnesium, for example. Now, magnesium, as I understand it, is the precursor to probably about 40 different chemicals in the body, uh, mm. brain chemicals. Okay. And... And so what most people do is they take a low-grade, um, low-quality kind of magnesium that's cheap, and what happens? Uh, they get diarrhea. You know, it, you know, milk of magnesium, all these things that, that people take will, will, will cause bowel movements, right? Mm-hmm. So it can be a little inconvenient if you take it during certain times of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but magnesium glycinate is a form that you can absorb fairly easily, and magnesium orotate a little more expensive. I go for the magnesium glycinate mm. at night because it it relaxes my smooth muscles and it helps me to stay asleep a little longer than normal. Okay. So as you know, I struggle with my sleep. Mm-hmm. So I take it nightly because it just helps me get a little bit more out of my sleep. It calms the heart, calms the smooth muscles of the body, and it contributes to my brain recovering the next day and being able to concentrate because I, I do need to concentrate pretty hard all day when mm-hmm. I'm doing work with clients and stuff. Then in the morning, I take an extra source of magnesium called magnesium L-threonate. That's an amino form. Uh, L- uh, the threonate, is, they say it's a vitamin C-like substance to the body. It works with the cells, but it improves the absorption. And specifically, um, I think the trademark is magtine or something, but magnesium L-threonate is the, is the chemical form uh, name for it. And... I find that when I take that in the morning, it supports my ability to focus. Uh, it's safe. It's yeah. nutritive. It's good for your bones. It's good for your nervous system. It helps your neurons to build and, mm. and support. Um, it and it helps with your brain chemistry. Okay. So, so the first, so the first one is magnesium, and there's two forms. So just yep. to kind of review here. Two forms. Um, magnesium glyconate at night. Yep. And then in the morning, you're taking a magnesium L-threonate. Correct. And since our American diet, the standard American diet, AKA the sad diet, sad diet is low in magnesium generally, it's good to supplement with magnesium, yeah. they say. Yeah. And I would, I would say just, just for a, a kind of a fun visual image, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, if you're into camping and survival skills, they talk about a, a magnesium ferro rod, mm. those things that you start a fire with. Remember, okay. Magnesium yeah. is combustible. 
Yeah. So think of it as providing, if you have the right forms, you know, you're providing your brain, your, your brain cells with that internal combustion to do what they need to do. You know what I mean? It's just kind of a nice little, little image. I love that, that's what I think about. I love it. I'm going to think about that tomorrow morning. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, nice. Yeah, no, it's nice. great. Um, and I think another supportive, uh, nutritive is the omega-3 fish oils or just omega-3s in general. But, mm-hmm. you know, it was you that mentioned to me one time that you were, you were uh, reading about our uh, ancient heritage and how mm-hmm. when many of the, the human beings died off on the planet, where they survived was more towards the coastal areas. Yeah, that's right. Off the uh, um, eastern coast of Southern Africa. Right. Yeah, and they've genetically mapped all humans on earth to that region, those people. So yep. we and came from sea-dwelling people. And it, you know, uh, many have said, uh, researchers have said, that one important component to the development of our brain in size was the fact that we took in more uh, omega three fatty acids. Mm-hmm. That our brains got bigger, yeah, uh, and increased our capacity. So it follows uh, that we would do well to take more omega-3 oils into our bodies, especially since our modern diets are far too rich in inflammatory types of oils. Mm -hmm. Correct. The sixes and the nines and then other things that are not good at all, highly saturated and hydrogenated oils and so on, right? Mm -hmm. And even more toxic oils like the cotton seeds and soybean oils and uh, rancid oils because they're not managing it very well, and canola, which you know I have a personal issue with. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, bad stuff. Um, so it makes sense that since we need a balance of three, six, and nine, that if you just add more threes, since three is harder to come by, mm-hmm. you can almost guarantee that a person's low in three. Yeah. So you might as well take more three because it won't hurt you, and if anything, it's going to help you manage inflammation. Uh, in your nerves and in your tissues. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also has been shown to improve um, memory over the long term, like when you take it regularly. It's been shown to help uh, modify depression to some degree, mm-hmm. to, to lessen it, and to um, uh, just generally improve well-being. So I take it three yeah. times a day. Yeah, I take it you know, probably 3,000 on average uh, a day because that's one pill. One of those little pills is Mm 1,000. It's a little gel cap or uh, soft gel. And I take it three times a day. Yeah. Um, You know, I want to add to this too that there was a study done, um, and I I forget who did the study. Um, It's been a little while since I read it. It was not a big study. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, bigger, better designs, you know, of course would be needed, but it was really eye opening. And they took uh, a group of people that had traumatic brain injury Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's difficult to recover from a traumatic brain injury, right? The central nervous system doesn't like to heal very well. And, um, what they did is they took a group of people who had had traumatic brain injury and while they were in coma and, you know, through the recovery process, they're on feeding tubes. They gave them a regular dose of omega-3 fatty acids and they didn't even use a high quality type of oil. It was a kind of a general, mm-hmm. you know, not too expensive oil. It wasn't like salmon oil from, you know, Alaskan salmon oil. You know, it was, yeah. it was, it was kind of something, you know, standard it was fine. It was omega-3s. And 
the difference in the outcomes was ginormous. <laughs> now, I'm somebody, I've worked... That's the technical with, term. With, I've worked, yeah, ginormous. It mm-hmm. is. It's all the researchers were using it. I yeah, am, I'm sure. Um, you know, I've I've done some rehabilitation with people that have had traumatic brain injury. Um, not a lot in my career. That wasn't kind of my area. I've mm-hmm. had, dealt with a lot of stroke, you know, things like that. Um, from my experience, seeing, because you know, I saw some video of, of, of some of the people that had recovered. Wow. Big I mean, it, it huh? made a very big difference to the point where I... I I was very, very impressed, and and the results were very impressive. Again, it's a small study, but we're talking about taking two groups of people that have had brain damage from an injury, mm-hmm. and the only difference is one of them got fish oil. Yeah, and the outcomes were these people were more functional in their life. Their life was better because they had fish oil during the recovery process. Yep. Um, so if it can do that, you know, with people that have had actual brain damage, you know, geez, you know, I. I could take some fish oil. And, you know, th- this is a good time for to, to, to remind people that, you know, if you're interested in this and you want a little more guidance, there are lots of healthcare providers out there that there are. have really good access to good information and yes. have some good recommendations. And um, this is a recommendation. Hmm. Do your own research and consult others. Don't do one and not the other. Yeah. Because you can't ask good questions if you're not doing some research on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the same time, you don't want to be like, I don't know, diagnosing yourself off of WebMD or some stupid thing like that. That's yeah. going to get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't, don't be like some of those people who get themselves in trouble. But uh, I do have some recommendations for a few sites to begin looking. There may be some other additional sites, but I actually uh, wrote down a few... Uh, websites that I would I would definitely recommend as a beginning you know process of of, of exploring. So one of them is um, examine.com. So examine.com is pretty awesome. Of course, you should always ask Wikipedia because Wikipedia may not be the be all and end all, but it's a good place to begin looking for links and and places to to jump off into. Mm-hmm. Also, you can scroll down and look at the resources. That's what I'm saying. And you can go check those out yourself. Exactly. And it's a good starting point to start yeah. finding information. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a hub, right? Mm-hmm. Um, another one is uh, medlinesplus.com, nih.gov, gov. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and by the way, there's a lot of subheadings in that one. It is big. I mean, it is the National Institutes it, of Health. It's correct. Huge. It's yeah, it's very big, but it's yeah. a good place if you're going to do mm-hmm. some research. And then, of course, there's healthline.com, which is another place to kind of... And so I, I'm, I'm sharing what I do when I want to look at, well, how much should I be taking? And what do I need to know about these supplements? And what are the studies? And you know, what did they find? Uh, what was the range of dosage for an adult male around my age, looking to work on that particular thing. Mm-hmm. I, it's a starting point. I start to make notes from that place. And then, you know, I'll proceed from there. Mm-hmm. That's my process, right? Okay. As far as purchasing, um, I go through amazon.com uh, because they have quite a lot. Uh-huh. And you can compare and contrast uh, dosage levels, concentration, uh, amounts of capsules in, in tablets in, in the how much it costs and bulk and so on, right? Different forms. I use nootropicsdepot.com. That's another one. Uh, bulksupplements.com. 
you know, t- relatively good source of, of the pure thing, sometimes uh, the powders themselves without the capsules. So you mm-hmm. get more of it for less. Okay. Uh, and then uh, there's iHerb, like iherb.com as well. Uh, and then for more Ayurvedic sources, uh, things like trihealth.com, uh, banyanbotanicals.com. Mm. These are sites that I've used in the past because they, they, they tend towards uh, mostly organic. Um, they have a high degree of, uh, they seem to have a high degree of integrity about their sourcing and purity and pricing and, and all that. So okay. those are good, good starting points. Great, great. All right, so fantastic sources. So, so um, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of keeping track and reviewing here. So magnesium, magnesium. glycinate. Magnesium, L3 and 8, yep. and a good quality omega-3 fatty acid source like fish oil, Yes, some, something like that. Then we all know that caffeine can increase focus. We oh, know yeah. that. Oh, it's yes. well known. So guess what? It's a nootropic. It sure right? is. And caffeine is derived from coffee usually. Mm-hmm. Caffeine, right? But there's another amino acid form that's very similar to caffeine. And this one, a lot of people don't realize is out there. Okay. L-theanine. Or L-theanine, if you want to pronounce it. it differently, L-theanine. Any guess to where that comes from? Tea. Coffee. Right. So coffee is caffeine and L-theanine or theanine is from tea. So theanine has a slightly different property to it. It can be stimulant and it can be a relaxant. Meaning some people, when they take it, get very relaxed, calm. Uh, it, it, it's one of those things that you can potentially, I say potentially because everyone's different, mm-hmm. but you can take this before bed. It's in a lot of sleep formulas. It is. Lost and the, yet yeah. it's also in formulas for focus. Isn't that interesting? Go figure. Yeah. That kind of makes it sound like it's a bit of an adaptogen, a substance that can can either ramp things up or, or regulate things and and play things down a yeah. bit, right? No, you had once mentioned to me on one of our, our runs that um, L-theanine creates alpha waves. It, it increases the alpha wave activity in the brain, yeah, absolutely. Which, which is um, something that you'd see more uh, during meditation. Yep. And so think of meditation as something that could either help you sleep or help you concentrate. Absolutely. And um, funny enough, I just took some L-theanine this morning. I um, had a little bit of a stressful day ahead of me, mm. and I had a great big bowl of amazing high-quality matcha, mm. which loaded with antioxidants and L-theanine, mm-hmm. and I took uh, L-theanine supplement, nice. and um, that combination, um, I love that combination. It's great. Uh, a way to use L-theanine if, uh if you want to modify the effects of caffeine is just to mm-hmm. take it together with your coffee. Yeah, exactly. You you know, have a cup it, of coffee and They and, sometimes and call that smart caffeine because it, it reduces the jitters of the coffee uh-huh. and maintains this, the focus element. And I have tried that many times and it's powerful. I have too. Man, yeah. a cup of coffee I, and a L-theanine. I, I like to say that um, that combination gives you that peaceful, easy feeling mm-hmm. where you're awake, you're alert, and everything's firing on all cylinders, mm. but you're also peaceful. Things are going at an easy pace. Yep. Um, it's the best just, of both worlds. It's just easier. Yeah, totally. That's I think it I is the best of both worlds because I, I don't like feeling jittery. I do like feeling focused. Mm. 
definitely. And I like feeling energetic, but I don't like feeling hyper. Yeah. Who wants to be amped when you could be focused and calm? Yeah. That's nice. And you know, what I notice is that it kind of sneaks up on me a little bit. Suddenly I'm having a conversation with someone and I just feel this intense flow of language coming out of me Mm. and I get excited and I feel very enthusiastic. Uh, so there's a little bit of, um, you know, emphaticness, I guess, uh, sure. in, in my speaking and, and I feel really geared up and ready to p- solve problems. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, again, one of the qualities of nootropics is problem solving, mm-hmm. you know, so L-theanine, hundred percent. Acetylcholine is is one of the chemicals that go in the brain that that, that um, uh, allows for the ability to concentrate, form thoughts, focus, yeah. things like that. It's one of those it's, things it's, that it's actually a neurotransmitter. It's a neurotransmitter, absolutely. Yeah. And ACH. And so choline itself uh, is a supplement you can take, and there are different forms. There's city choline and just choline, and there are varying degrees of digestibility, so that the um, the net result at the end of how much choline you actually get in your brain might be mm-hmm. different depending on the, the type of choline you're using. Just like I mentioned about magnesium yeah. having different forms and digestibility, the same is true for choline. Sources of choline are things like eggs. You, know, you ever heard that recommendation that, oh, you should, you should have a couple of eggs before a test you know, sure. in the morning, right? Why? Because it's going to support your ability to focus. Or you could take a single or two or three, you know, that range between mm-hmm. one and three um, choline supplements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my favorite form of choline, because it is the most absorbable, is the alpha GPC. Mm. Yeah, uh, alpha GPC. That yeah. is a form of choline that I find works the best. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have, in my experience, there's no mistake. When I take alpha GPC, I feel it. Yeah. The other ones, I maybe do not. I do too. If I take alpha GPC, um, I'm I'm surprised at how well it works. Yeah. I am. I'm really surprised. It's usually like at least three hours of good focused time mm. for me. Yeah. So I, I love that about it. So yeah. that's something you can take. It's very supportive. It's very nutritive. Mm-hmm. Um, very few problems yeah, this is, can this come is, up from remember, taking this, it. This is basically, um, I mean, it's not exactly a food, but it's a food. You yeah. Know I mean, it's, it's, it's more it's of a food category. Like yeah. we said, you know, it's bits of food that have... Uh, a sort of a pharmacological effect mm-hmm. when taken as individual substances. Yeah, yeah, know, they're, exactly. They're, they're, so, so there's that, um, and phenylalanine. Phenylalanine, yeah, spelled with a ph, with a ph, like yeah. fat. It's totally yeah. fat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so L-phenylalanine is one form. Okay. Uh, this is something I took. Uh, many years ago when I was uh, working my way through uh, depression. Oh. Why? Because I had read that it boosts serotonin. It's a precursor to the brain producing more serotonin. Okay. And, um, you know, you have to take the correct amount. If you take uh, enough, you will feel very alert. Okay. If you take too much, you'll feel like you've had too much coffee. So oh. use with caution. 
Okay. Uh, it won't hurt you, but you won't feel comfortable for a little while. It's okay. a bit like having too much coffee. So when that happens, um, it's just a message saying that you mm-hmm. should just reduce your dose a bit. Yeah. But the thing about phenylalanine and, and the thing about most uh, amino acids is you got to take them on an empty stomach. Oh, that's key. Yeah. That's key. If you yeah. don't, you're not going to get your money's worth. That's hmm. important. Okay. Amino acids need to be broken down by themselves. That's why normally hmm. in nature, you don't get amino acids by themselves. You get them as a protein. As a protein. And they have to be broken down in a certain way for you to extract them, right? But if you're taking them individually, your digestion will just kill it. It'll destroy uh, and you won't get a good absorption there. Mm, so it's important if you take okay. phenylalanine, take it in an empty stomach. Um, you know, for me, uh, you know, I'm, I'm uh, above 150 pounds. I probably weigh 175 or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm 5'10", 49 years old at this point, mm-hmm. um, almost. And um, coming up. Coming so up. for me personally, I take usually about 2,000 milligrams. Okay, 2,000 milligrams uh, on an empty of phenylalanine. Yeah, and okay. that's what I take for me. That's my sensitivity level. It's going to be different for every person, but um, on average, it's going to be somewhere between probably you know, 1,500 to 2,500, that range. Mm. Uh, and there's a DL form, which sometimes they call DLP. It's just DL phenylalanine. It's the same thing, okay. but the D is another you know, um, molecular form of it. That form, uh, for one, it, it tends to be tolerated even better. So if you if you think you're not doing well with the L form because mm-hmm. it's making you too jittery or it's just not working with you, um, you can take the DL form. Uh, it's even more well tolerated, and people will use this a lot specifically for pain control. Mm. So, if, so uh, people with um, chronic pain okay. sometimes will use. Uh, when they're doing the natural route for handling their pain, we'll sometimes use DL phenylalanine. And that's uh, um, you know something that's fairly well documented. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people will use that approach for okay. managing pain or headaches or whatever. Um, and the other thing is lots of people suffer uh, from caffeine withdrawals when they're trying to quit coffee. Right. And one of my sort of biohacks is if you don't want to deal with that, just take some phenylalanine. You take that, you're not going to get a, a caffeine headache. Mm. That is so good to know. It's so easy. So if you're like, you know what? I just want to cut coffee for two weeks. So you cut cold turkey, right? From you know four cups a day to zero. Yeah. Well, probably by day two, you're going to have a head- headache and it hurts. You know, It's usually pretty intense when you get that type of withdrawal because your brain gets so used to having the caffeine, which is chemically similar to other neurochemicals, it stops producing its own. Yeah. And so then it it senses the lack and it's and the brain goes into kind of a bit of a, a chaos, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not only do you feel foggy, but you have this intense headache. Well, D-L-phenylalanine will give you all the focus that the caffeine gave you and nourish your brain by boosting your chemistry. It won't replace the chemistry. It boosts the chemistry mm. naturally and you won't get any of the headache. Wow. So it's fantastic. That sounds... Like it, something I need to look into. It is. Yeah. People have done studies uh, on memory, like for, for test taking and, and things like that. And phenylalanine is one of those things that boosts um, boosts memory. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. So I oh love it. Goodness. Wow. Wow.
So there, there are quite a few others that I experiment with from time to time, a lot of them. Um, but I want to focus next on just, just a couple of herbs that I like to use. Yeah. And then yeah. it'd be great for you. Uh, it would be great to hear more about um, an herbal approach on a Chinese level. Yeah, I think that's per- perfect segue. In yeah. fact, one of the ones I'm going to mention is a traditional Chinese herb. Ooh, okay. Okay. Right. So there are three okay. that I like to use together. Can we save the Chinese herb for last? Yes. Perfect. Okay. Um, one is withania somnifera, and that is, um, uh, in Ayurveda, they call that ashwagandha. Mm-hmm. Ashwagandha. And if I remember correctly from Ayurvedic school, there was a reference to horse yeah, sweat. I, I think it means, um, horse smell weed or something. Yeah, like horse sweat of herb. a horse or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it stinks. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, um, it's sometimes referred to as Indian ginseng. It's not a ginseng. Not a ginseng. But yeah. when they use ginseng with quotes around it uh-huh. um, to refer to a stamina-producing, uh, longevity-producing mm-hmm. herb, uh, a lot of times they say a ginseng, right? Maca is South American ginseng. Eleutherococcus is yeah. Siberian ginseng, but it's not really ginsengs. Right. Tea right. is English coffee, right? right. In, in the same way. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not, not quite the same a true thing. ginseng, yeah. but... Um, it is something that's used in a lot of longevity formulas, and it is adaptogenic, like most ginsengs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it has a quality of um, strengthening the tissues of the body, according to the traditions, uh, boosting uh, and supporting sexual health by you know uh, increasing libido in males and females, mm-hmm. uh, increasing production of, of uh, they call shukra, you know, the sexual fluids okay. in the body, uh, moisture in the body, uh, generally um, emboldening health, like making someone yeah. more resistant to disease, more resistant to stress. Now, I believe, is, isn't ashwagandha in a lot of um, supplements to help with like adrenal fatigue, 100%. helps with, with you know, yeah. fluctuations there? From what I've learned, it reduces um, the toxic cortisols of the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it helps you to manage those cortisol uh, production in the body and, yeah. and replenish it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and so it's good for the glandular system. Um, it's in uh, chawan prash, you know the 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 medicinal jam, the oh, sweet yeah, jam yeah, that they make yeah. that has all those herbs and jaggery sugars and different things. Yeah. Um, and it helps with sleep. So mm-hmm. people who are putting it in a sleep formula, it helps to stabilize uh, and calm and support the nervous system. Okay. And so it works well with the other two. Um, Bacopa monieri is um, also called Brahmi. Okay. And that is also adaptogenic and good for all, do- all three dosha types, you know, Vata, Pitta, Kapha. Mm-hmm. And it's been studied a lot in uh, memory and um, with students and things like that. So they say, say the name again? Uh, Bacopa. Monieri, Bacopa Monieri, or in Ayurvedic terminology, they call it Brahmi, B-R-A-H-M-I, Brahmi. After about eight weeks, six to eight weeks, that's when the the real noticeable uh, changes happen, where where, um, cognition, memory, things like that tend to improve in tests. When you do cognitive tests and memory tests, that's when you really start to see it uh, kind of show. Mm So it is something that you take on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and when it's supported with the ashwagandha, it's it's um, kind of synergistic okay. because ashwagandha also has an effect on on memory, long term memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and the final one is sometimes confused with Brahmi. Oh, and it's so confused. I want to mention this because it's kind of significant. I was doing my research for my um, Ayurvedic college paper that I was doing, mm-hmm. and there was there were all these mistaken identity kind of situation where um, Bacopa Monieri was confused with Centella Asiatica. Centella Asiatica. Which is Godukola. Godukola. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's kind of understandable because they have similar uses and similar effects on the body. Mm. But if you look at the plant, they don't look the same. You know, you can... But, but what's frustrating from the consumer standpoint is you'll see companies that say Brahmi on the bottle. Okay. You'll flip it around and you'll see that it's actually Centella Asiatica and not Bacopa Monieri. Okay. But it's crystal clear. Brahmi is Bacopa Monieri mm-hmm. and Centella Asiatica is Godukola. Yeah. They're not the same. Not the same plant. And yeah. there are some companies out there that when you order Brahmi, you're actually getting Centella Asiatica. Mm. So you should make sure that you look at that. Yeah, that's like ordering aspirin and getting Tylenol. Right. It's like, 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 not that that's always going to be a problem, but that's not what you ordered. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. So it really annoyed me, actually, when I, when I went mm, through that. So, interesting. But, but uh, um, on the upside, I do take them together. Okay. Because they do have a synergistic effect on... on and what I found is that when I take even them by themselves, I'm also able to focus more. You just have to take mm. enough. Okay. So my tummy can tolerate more go-to cola than it can Brahmi. Okay. For some reason. I think when you when you exceed a certain amount of of um, Brahmi or Bokopa, uh, it can kind of give you a little bit of diarrhea or make, you, make your tummy feel a little uh, uncomfortable. Okay. Uh, so... For me, the dosage works where I'll take somewhere between, well, average would be about 250. So let's just say from 200 to 400 milligrams is about the mm-hmm. sweet spot mm-hmm. for Bacopa. Okay. Whereas Godukola or Centella Asiatica, you can take more of and your tummy usually tolerates that, no problem. Okay. Uh, but the effects are very similar on the mind. Mm-hmm. It allows for a calm, focused state. So as a meditation aid... Uh, you won't feel irritated. You won't feel like the, um, like you remember in, in Vipassana courses, they they don't recommend you do lots of coffee and things like that because yeah. it, it it can, um, when you're in those prolonged states of meditation, those agitations to your nervous system can almost be their own waves of sensation. Yeah, and you end up feeling it a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So things like Brahmi or Godukola are, are more harmonizing and balancing to your uh, psyche mm. uh, and stabilizing. They're not uh, at all stimulant. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they do yeah. aid in, in concentration and focus. Very so nice. what I found for my own anecdotal experience was when I did uh, Godukola and Brahmi is that I was able to access my visual perception and hold images in my mind for longer periods of time. Wow. 
Great stuff. Let's, let's just quickly review. Can you just list all the substances that sure. you need? Sure. Yeah. So we have a couple different forms of magnesium, the magnesium glyconate or glycinate as I pronounce it. Um, there's magnesium L-threonate. Uh, and then of course there's fish oil. So omega-3 fatty acids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there is uh, the phenylalanine, the amino acid. So L-phenylalanine and D-L-phenylalanine. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, taken up either either one or together. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is um, the choline supplements. So uh, either city choline or my preference, which is alpha GPC. Uh, and then there is, there are the herbs, the three herbs the that three I mentioned. Uh-huh. Bacopa monieri or Brahmi, uh-huh. Centella asiatica or Gotu Kola, uh-huh. and Withania somnifera, which is Ashwagandha. Ashwagandha. Yeah. Great. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna do some other episodes that continue with this theme of boosting cognitive ability. Yeah. Enhancing our ability to think and problem solve and, and get creative and, and things like that. So mm-hmm. there's gonna be more episodes to come. Um and I think in this one, we really wanted to focus on on your unique experiences and research on this mm-hmm. topic of nootropics. Um, so my, my piece that I'm just going to add here is real simple. This is kind of a little nightcap, you know, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this one up is, um, the Chinese herbal side of this, of enhancing cognitive ability. Uh, again, this is a huge topic, you know, from a Chinese medicine perspective, and that's not what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. What we're doing right now is just, we're, we're, we're giving some nuggets, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're, we're getting into some nuggets here. Um, and earlier, I, we, we, when we were talking about L-theanine, we were talking about matcha. And that is just a, you know, that's a green tea. But yeah. I just want people to just take a moment and you can pick up any article and they're green tea, green tea, green tea. Hold on. Let's back up a second. Be careful here. Um, to, let's just explain what matcha is, right? Mm-hmm. So to those who are not familiar with this, matcha is actual green tea that is stone ground into a fine powder. It's delicious. I think it's delicious, right? Um, You put, um, uh, you know, half a teaspoon maybe, you know, in a little bowl with just a tiny amount of water in a bowl, uh, about an eighth of the amount of space in the bowl. It's a very, very small amount. And then they whisk it up with a little bamboo whisk. And Mm -hmm. people don't have to do that at home. You could easily buy matcha kits and things. But um, uh, if you look at most sources, they'll say that, that matcha has about you know, 130 times more uh, antioxidant ability than just green tea because you're actually consuming the leaf particles itself. And that's very, very simple. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it can be a little pricey to get some good quality matcha, but um, that's just the one I wanted to start with because mm-hmm. um, it's simple, it's easy, um, it's very well researched. Uh, I've been told that all the, the tea ceremony ladies in Japan live a very, very long time, yeah. as rumor has it. Um, so I just wanted to mention that. But the other reason I'm mentioning green tea, matcha, is because my favorite herb that I think is, again, generally pretty safe, um, you know, um, considering that a person's in decent health and isn't taking competing medications and all the stuff mm. we talked about in the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. um, is American ginseng. Mm. Yep. And, and the reason I'm mentioning these two things together is because just a little reminder, this is something a lot of people don't know, is that green tea and ginseng 
compete for absorption and they're not supposed to be used at the same time. Mm. They can be used together. It's fine. You can do it, but you don't want to take them at the same time because you decrease the value of the ginseng that you just ingested. And ginseng is expensive. Yes, it it's, is. You know, you're going to pay a little bit for it. It's not, you know, ridiculously expensive. It can be. Um, so I wanted to get that out of the way um, and talk about my favorite herb for this topic, which is American ginseng, xiang uh, shen, okay, American ginseng. Um, so we have to have just a very brief lesson on ginseng. Ginseng is a Chinese herb. And my personal opinion is I do not recommend that people just try taking ginseng on their own without really looking into it and learning a lot more about it and talking to a Chinese herbalist about it. Ginseng can cause some difficulties for some people. It can cause some, some stomach upset. It can cause heart palpitations. It can cause blood pressure fluctuations, headaches, dryness, increased pressure in your head. It can create some rashes, bloody noses. There's a lot of things that can happen when you take ginseng. Um, ginseng is, is a little bit warm to the body. Um, and then there's Korean ginseng. So the, 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 my favorite ginseng is American ginseng. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm talking about first is Chinese ginseng. Because America. Yeah, because America, right? <laughs> um, and then if you take Chinese ginseng and there, there's like a, a, a way of processing it, it's like a steaming process that they do in Korea and they make Korean ginseng, which kind of has a red color to it, it becomes hot. It goes from warm to hot. Hmm. And personally, just me, I cannot even take Korean ginseng. Hmm. It messes me up. It's mm -hmm. too hot, right? So I just, I'm warning people out there. There's Chinese ginseng, there's Korean ginseng, right? And you, you need more guidance to take those things, in my professional opinion. Mm -hmm. You don't ever want to take ginseng if you're catching a cold. I've heard a lot of people say- It feeds say, the cold, doesn't it? It feeds the cold. So the idea is ginseng makes you stronger. It also makes other things in you stronger. So if you have a, a an invasion of a pathogen, it can feed that pathogen and make that pathogen stronger. And, and one of the things that'll happen, if you have a cold or a flu and you take ginseng by itself, I'm not saying you can't take ginseng in combination with other herbs if it's appropriate, but mm -hmm. if you take it by itself, it'll cause your fever to spike. You get a hotter fever. Yeah. And symptoms get worse. Sore throat gets worse. The person's white phlegm that they're coughing up can turn green, blood flecked in their sputum. You see what I mean? So yeah, it's it, crazy. It, is a, it is a delicate thing. Now, American ginseng is what I really want to talk about. Mm. Um, American ginseng is um, cold in nature. The other ginsengs are warming to the body, not American ginseng. American ginseng is, is, is cooling and it generates fluids and moisture in the body, but it still has an ability to strengthen the function of your heart, your lungs, and your digestion. Um, which if you translate that from Chinese medicine concepts, what, I'm, what that would do is, it, yeah, it does have an effect on those organs, but it really is going to um, uh, sort of brighten up your shen, your mind. Hmm. And American ginseng can really um, increase focus without agitation. If you take too much of it, yeah, you're going to learn a lesson and <laughs> realize you took too much and it's, it can have some effects, right? So I'm not saying it's, it's completely without out potential side effects, right? It, it, there's something there, but American ginseng is generally tolerated better. Mm -hmm. um, 
uh, it tends to be way less agitating. Or if you take it and you do feel a little agitated, be happy you didn't take other kinds of ginseng because right. you probably would do much better with the American ginseng. Yeah, Most people tolerate it quite well. It gives you energy, both physical and cognitive. Um, and ginseng also calms the spirit from a Chinese medicine perspective, mm. calms the mind. So again, like our discussions about caffeine and L-theanine and things like that, it gives you a jolt of energy, but it's it's a peaceful energy. It's a, it's a calm type mm-hmm. of energy. And I just love American ginseng. It's it's a fabulous, fabulous substance, and um, and it's homegrown, right? Because yeah. <laughs> America, America, um, yeah. and uh, all ginsengs are um, very nice looking plant with these little red berries on them. Hmm. And can you eat them? Um, you know, that's an interesting question. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know if you can eat them or not. Um, the 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 root. Of ginseng, the word ginseng comes from the Chinese word zhenshen. Mm. So it sounds like zhenshen, and Americans didn't know what to call it. So ginseng, it's just, they just mm. called it ginseng. So zhenshen means um, man root, because if you look at the root, it has a bulb up at the top that looks like a head. It has a body that looks like a human, and these it has a bulbous head. Has a bulbous head. Yeah, wow. boy, wherever, where, why does where that ring a bell? Um, and then it has these strands that come off the roots that look like arms and legs. So in ancient times, they looked at the root as looking like a person. So they, you know, used their logic and thought, well, if it looks like a human, it must be good for humans. <laughs> and so then that's kind of how ginseng was discovered. But um, throughout old folklore from Asia, there are various stories about a child, a young child showing up wearing a red hat or a red scarf or a red bib or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this child comes in and somehow is solving problems or being of benefit to the people, you know, whether it's monks or, you know, whoever it is. And then usually in the story, if you follow the child back out into the wilderness, it jumps back into the ground and is an old ginseng root. (laughs) So what they say is that, that old ginseng roots, because the older, the better, Mm -hmm. because it's had a lifetime to, uh, to build up its, its, you know, ingredients that are inside of it that have its magic, mm-hmm. that old ginseng roots, when they get really, really, really old, they can leave the ground as young children. <laughs> and it's a metaphor to remind us that ginseng creates youth and longevity, both longevity and youth together, wow. which is a nice little metaphor. So um, um, there we go. So that's, that, that's kind of my contribution. That is so cool. And I, I was thinking... Um, before, when I mentioned that, you know, coffee, a solution to the jitters of coffee is to add L-theanine and then you get like mm-hmm. even more bang for your buck plus yeah. the no jitters. Yeah. I've always thought of coffee as being kind of heating and drying yeah. and, and a little yeah. obviously uh, maybe even agitating maybe yeah. uh, in excess. But do you think ginseng, the American ginseng seems like it would be harmonious to add if you took some ginseng with the coffee, I don't know. What do you think yeah, of that? You know, I think you just explained what I do on many mornings. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I do, like it. Yeah, I, mean, I, I like it. I, I like to add American ginseng at the same time I'm taking coffee. Um, well, the coffee does make you sweat, mm-hmm. even on a microscopic level. I mean, even, even if you don't feel super sweaty, diaphoretic. you are sweating yeah. when you take coffee. Um, yeah. It is a diaphoretic. It is used in Chinese medicine to release the exterior. Um, treat things like headaches and yeah. that stuff that coffee is known to, to and affect. In Ayurveda, they say it's it's like 
kapha types, right? The the ones that are, um, you know, moist and heavy, right? Uh, yeah. So the the water earth types, yeah. um, they they're the types that in Ayurveda they tend to say they're the only ones that really should be drinking coffee. The kapha yeah. should be drinking coffee, yeah, yeah, <laughs> because they can handle it. Definitely, at different body types, yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's diaphoretic, so it causes them to release moisture, and, and they accumulate moisture too yeah. much, usually. Um, there, that there, dosha there is a there is a Chinese formula called sheng mai san, and that means generate the pulse powder mm-hmm. that has Chinese ginseng and then two other ingredients. One of them is um, Ophiopogonus, which is uh, called maimandong, and it's cool and it generates fluids in the body. Mm. And then another ingredient called wuwezi, uh, shisandra. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means like wuwezi means like five flavored seed. Okay, mm-hmm. and those two are generating a fluids, and the wuwezi, the shisandra, is astringing to the body, it causes you to hold on to fluids. Wow. And there are times when I'll have coffee with some shengmaisan because the coffee is an exterior resolving thing that causes diaphoresis and the shung mai san restrains diaphoresis. And so you get that boost with, you know, without, without losing your, your chi and yang, okay. you know, but by sweating, we say you lose energy sure. when you sweat. Sure. That you can take shung mai san. But I wouldn't recommend shung mai san to just anybody. Don't, don't just go buy that formula and take it. You, American ginseng would be fine. Okay. I and, and I don't want to diverge too far, but I, I seem to have a memory of Ganoderma being an aspect that's blended with coffee. Why would that be? Yeah. Yeah. Ganoderma. Um, so Ganoderma is a uh, lingzhi, right? That's oh, the, the, mushroom. Uh, the mushroom. Yeah. The Ganoderma mushroom. Um, it's that mushroom is is actually it belongs to the the spirit calming or like the mind quieting category. Ah, okay. it's used for insomnia, for anxieties. Okay. Similar you know, to L-theanine. Similar to L-theanine. That makes yeah. sense. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fascinating. So put little mushrooms in your coffee. You're making my wheels turn right now. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and then I, there was another thing that, that that occurred to me when you were talking about Korean ginseng. And you're talking about the, how they're steaming Chinese ginseng with a, a hot herb. Uh, yeah, I'm not ex- quite sure what the process is. That's okay. kind of a different um, different profession. It's it, the, the pharmacy profession, but yeah. It just sort of occurred to me that uh, since there's kind of, I've heard that there's a, a ginseng mafia, you know, like, like, oh. like for the very expensive ginsengs, they're, uh-huh. they're literally uh, mafiosi, like families that um, make money mm-hmm. um, uh, fraudulently selling uh, low quality ginsengs and stealing more expensive ginsengs and people murder yeah. and steal and yeah and it, because it's some of the ginsengs can be really expensive yes they can be um, uh, if you find a real ancient mountain ginseng there aren't a whole lot of them out there yeah that's like I mean that's better than winning the lottery I mean that's I mean, you, yeah. you, you you can make a lot of money off that Th- those ginsengs by the way are very very powerful. You only yes. use tiny, tiny amounts. But, um, yeah. A friend of mine uh, gave me a small piece of what he said was a ginseng. It was um, red, so it was probably Korean. Korean, yeah. And he said it was very expensive. And he, strangely, he kept it in his refrigerator. And he used a knife and he cut me off uh-huh. a bit. And um, my body couldn't handle it. Oh, what happened? What did you feel? <laughs> okay. 
Hopefully this isn't TMI. It probably is for some people, but I'm just going to share it anyway, because it's the authenticity show. Yes, let's be authentic um, about but, it. But uh, not only did I feel wired, but I had um, like a couple of nocturnal emissions that night. Oh, yeah. It was like so intense that I felt yeah. wired and I felt yeah. like I was just bouncing off the walls. And of course, at night I had a nocturnal emission. It was yeah, just like, oh, exactly. my body is like, yeah. it had to release some energy <laughs> it just did you know yeah. and i woke up i was like whoa what the hell was that and i realized it was the ginseng yeah it was it created that's too the much, only thing different i did too much fire in your it was body way too much yeah, way too much fire uh, so i really just noticed the difference between the pharmacological action on my body between you know like the standard ginseng you could get in the store and this really expensive he said yeah. the small little chunk that was maybe an inch or two long mm -hmm. i think he said it was a cup couple hundred bucks it was like 250 or something like that yeah and so he gave me this little sliver mm -hmm. so i was probably eating a you know 15 20 sliver of ginseng or yeah. something yeah it's a nice gift yeah it was yeah. it was nice he, he he was just letting me try it out yeah and yeah. and and the the lesson there <laughs> <It's too much. laughs> is your body didn't need it you were young yeah i'm sure you know yeah, and, and yeah, the whole it, was, deal. Uh, yeah. it was probably 30 yeah if you were 80 You'd probably been like, I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's you'd, you'd have been ready. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Could you imagine if somebody took too much of that? I can. I can. Well, the, the, the things yeah. that you're talking about, like the nosebleeds and all yeah. that kind of, I can completely imagine that, yeah. especially the headaches and, and all that. Um, so yeah, it was, it was too rich for me. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, maybe like you say, maybe there'd be a call for that at some point. Yeah, and you know, uh, but, I, I would also just want to add real quick is like you you go to the stores and you if you buy ginseng from a shop or something, you got to be careful because if it's it should be a little yellow, hmm. if it's if it's got some yellowish color to it, then that's that's a decent sign because it's called Chinese white ginseng if you buy yeah. that kind. Yeah, and what they'll do is they'll they'll steam it and extract a lot of the ingredients out of it, and then yes. they're selling you something that's been drained of its essence, so to speak, and that's too white. I was do that. just going to get into that. Um, when I mentioned the steaming of the Korean ginseng, because yeah. it, it occurred to me that uh, if it's really that potent and it's expensive, when you steam it, that's an opportunity to collect the drippings yes. and then sell that instead of keeping it with the herb. So potentially you could oversteam something, replace yeah. it with that dark reddish color. Add some hot, dye. And then add some dye to <laughs> you it. Know, and oh then yeah, you're, all kinds of dirty But tricks. then you're making, yeah. you're kind of keeping your your essence, uh, you know, making teas or whatever, and then you're kind of stealing from the customer. So right. it seems like there's a lot of potential for uh, fraud yeah, in I that. Think, I think that's herbal, the herbal equivalent of embezzlement. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not way, way uncool. <laughs> not That's why, you know, it's better to get, like, if you're going to buy... Um, Spice uh, trade. Yeah, right. You know? If you're going to buy ginsengs, you know, in this case, like American ginseng, mm -hmm. um, it's better to use a Chinese herb company to buy it if you can. Yeah, I was thinking that that, that maybe American ginsengs might be an exception because they're they're based here. Like we they have are. these, I mean, it, it grows in Wisconsin. Wisconsin, Indiana. Yeah, my, my grandfather used to pick American ginseng over the summer when he was a kid in Indiana. Wow. And they would sell it to some people that would send it to China. And there are yeah. some strange legends about it. Like, uh, I, they can't be true, but mm -hmm. uh, maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, but okay. uh, that at night that they glow. And so they would shoot like an arrow that, yes. that had like a colored like arrow and then they would shoot at that light and then in the morning they would go and check where that arrow was and they would be able to yeah. locate it you know i'm so glad you brought um, that because okay that seems I've, silly to me i've looked into this 
Because mm-hmm. I've heard the same story. And yeah. I think you and I might've heard this from the same source. Maybe. And this is somebody who lived in Wisconsin who said that they're bioluminescent. No. no. I oh, heard, no? I know who you're thinking okay, of. Okay, okay, okay. And this was many years before that. Oh, okay, okay. It's an old story. Okay, I great, read great. about it, actually. I, I had heard Long that they are... Long time ago. They're bioluminescent at night. Yeah. And that if you walk towards the plant, it feels the vibrations and the luminescence goes away. Right. So you have like fluorescent or orange colored arrows. And so at night, if you see something glowing, you shoot an arrow over there. And then the morning you go back and find the arrows and you'll usually find the plant. I've tried to verify this. Uh I can find nowhere in the literature that ginsengs are bioluminescent. Yeah. But maybe... But I just can't confirm that. That's but it's a it's a pretty cool. It is an interesting. Cool thing. Idea. I hope it's true. Yeah, it's. I love fun stuff like that. <laughs> I totally um, hope it's true. Yeah. That's cool. Um, there was one other thing I was going to ask you about. Um, what was it? I don't remember, but I am glad that you brought up the tea thing because that was when you asked me to to go over the list again. I forgot about L-theanine, so I'm glad you oh, you yeah. covered that because sure, L-theanine sure. was the other one. And I yeah. love that we have this list because I have like you know thirty other things that I play with and experiment yeah. with, but yeah. I don't want to mention them because it's too easy to um, mix it wrong or get too much of something, or yeah. you know it's a little fuzzier. And you know I'm more. Uh, of the experimenter. I love to experiment with these things. Mm-hmm. I'm bolder about that. I'm, I'm a, I've been a biohacker for such a long time. Yeah. I love to try to get the most out of yeah. you know, my life. Uh, and that's my choice to, to make those. Cho- but the, the things that we talked about today are, are pretty safe and easy to get. And you can put them all together. Everything we mentioned, including the ginseng, mm-hmm. all of them could be taken as a morning, what we call a nootropic stack. Oh, which yeah, is a stack, combination, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Any kind of a stack. That's the yeah. that's the term that nootropic uh, enthusiasts like to say. Yeah, that's I mean, their version of a formula. Yeah, yeah, they call it a stack. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can buy uh, pre-made stacks if you want to. There's lots mm-hmm. of them out there. I've, mm-hmm. I've tried a bunch of them. Um, I just like to experiment with the individual things and then start to combine them myself and mix mm-hmm. uh, and and alter the the quantities until I get it to where it fits my experience perfectly. Yeah, like you're just yeah. trying garlic and butter together to see yeah. how that is, and yeah, then yeah. butter and pepper. Exactly, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But anyway, this will. Uh, this was a great conversation. I'm, I'm glad we did it. We, we have so many more elements to this we could add maybe yeah. in future episodes, um, but I hope this was uh, you know, enjoyable to the listener as well. Oh, yeah, me too. This, this is the, we, we, we could talk for much longer on these things absolutely but not this time it's a big focus for our life <laughs> yeah all right great sharing with you as yeah. always likewise likewise you've been listening to the authenticity show with your hosts carlos casados and satch purcell my name is oliver Altine. i produce this show i also wrote our theme music which you're listening to right now Please subscribe to The Authenticity Show if you haven't already done so, and find us on social media. That means follow us on Facebook, like us on Instagram, and check out our YouTube page. And you can find our website at AuthenticityShow.com. Thanks for listening, and have an authentic day.